0: Episode 38 of the in Your Boot podcast and we've got another big guest for you today as so we bring you Louie Taylor. Louis grew up playing his footy for Tarang Mortlake, he won the 2014 NAB AFL Rising Star for the Lions and last year he was traded to the Swans. We really enjoyed this one and we hope you do as well. Louis, welcome to the in Your Boot podcast, thanks for joining us.
1: No worries fellas, thanks for having me, looking forward to it.
0: Should be good. We like to get a bit of background about it, I guess. So, tell us a bit about your younger days and why you love footy.
1: I've pretty much been playing footy since I was about five years old. Um, I'm from Mortlake, Victoria, which is um, half an hour from Warrnambool. So, uh, yeah, loved footy. Ever since I was growing up, always played. My local club was three Mortlake. Um, So, yeah, played my juniors there and um, it just continued on, I suppose. Went through the ranks and... Yeah, lucky enough to get drafted and, and continue on to play footy at the highest level. So, it's been good.
0: And when did you realise that it was something you wanted to pursue and make the AFL?
1: Uh, oh, from a pretty young age, to be honest. So I, I was one of those kids. I always had a footy in my hands. Um, yeah, so from a very young age, probably would have been, yeah, I don't know. It would have been about 10, I reckon, that I really wanted to play AFL. So, pretty early, but yeah, absolutely love it. Did you have any
2: heroes growing up watching footy?
1: Yeah, I was a bit of a fan of um, Boomer Harvey. So oh, yeah. he plays played for North Melbourne. Um, yeah, I love the way he went about it. So I really, really enjoyed watching him play. Um, yeah, and I've been lucky enough to get in contact with him over the years as well for some advice. So he's a ripping fella. Um, but yeah, he's probably one that stood out for me while, while I was growing up. Um, yeah, watching him play for North Melbourne.
2: Absolutely. And you played for Geelong Falcons in the TAC Cup. Do you see yourself as a standout player as a, at junior level and how enjoyable were these years?
1: Yeah, I absolutely loved the junior years. Um, I was lucky enough to win a flag back home with my club training Mortlake, but then obviously played Geelong Falcons as well, which I got a lot of friendships out of that and uh, met a lot of good people along the way. We didn't quite win the granny our year, but we played finals. And, um, I mean, we had, we had a great team, a lot of good guys. Darcy Lang played um, that year with us. And then we had um, a lot of guys. Nick Burke went to Geelong as a rookie. Um, I'm trying to think of us. And then there were a lot of guys that went on to play VFL, VFL as well. So, there were a lot of good good guys in the team. It was some fun.
0: And Brisbane selected you of pick 28 in the 2013 draft. Describe the emotions on the night.
1: Yeah, it was pretty pretty nerve-wracking, to be honest. Uh, I went up to Gold Coast with my dad and my brother, Toby. Um, we got invited up there. Um, and as the draft sort of played out, numbers kept getting read out. Um, a good mate of mine, Darcy Gardner, went pick picked 20, 22, I think it was. Um, and then I was lucky enough to go 28 to Brisbane. So uh, it was a great night. And yeah, it was pretty special because a lot of the guys that I went to Brisbane with, I was in AIS with that year before. So I knew most of those guys. Um, And then, yeah, sort of just after that next few days, we got flown up there. So it was a pretty quick transition, really. Like you get drafted and then you go straight up there and, and straight into training almost. So it's pretty full on. Once it all happens, you just pack your bags and leave.
0: And did you have an indication of where you were going? Did Brisbane tell you they'd pick you up or...? Brisbane had come down to
1: my, my house in Mortlake, met my dad and, and my brother. Um, we had an interview, a couple of other interviews at um, Draft Combine and things like that. But, yeah, I, I had a bit of a bit of a uh, feeling that Melbourne were going to take me. Um, I'd spoken to them. I'd done AIS camp there. They seemed pretty keen. But then, um, yeah, funnily enough, um, Brisbane took me at 28, so it
2: wasn't too bad. And obviously, being selected by Brisbane meant moving away from home. Did this prospect scare you? And how did you prepare for the hot weather and that sort of thing in Brisbane?
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a few challenges. Like uh, me personally, I was I was okay because um, I just had dad and my brother back home. But for guys, in the, you know, with big families and stuff like that, it can be quite quite challenging to move away. Um, But, yeah, obviously the heat was one thing that everyone spoke about. And, uh, yeah, I was cooked for that first month, I think, like going out to train. um, Just so humid up there with the weather. Come off absolutely cooked after training. But you, you seem to get used to it after a certain amount of time, which isn't too bad. But it's a great, great place to live up there. The weather's absolutely spot on.
0: And you had a successful debut season from a personal point of view. Winning the rising star ahead of the likes of Marcus Bontempelli. How pleasing of a start to your career was this?
1: Yeah, look, it was pleasing. Um, It was just a great opportunity to get up there and and play some senior footy early on. Like, I trained pretty hard um, and that sort of caught the attention of the coaches. So I was lucky enough to play my first game as a sub back when that rule was was out. Um, But, yeah, it was obviously a a highlight of my first year. so yeah, obviously win that award. But it was just good to get an opportunity to play senior footy. Yeah, definitely.
2: Brisbane weren't as successful as they would have liked to be, even before you were drafted up until last year. However, was there a feeling within the club that improvement was imminent?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose the, ho- the whole way um, along my years at Brisbane, there was always that feeling. Um, and then I suppose once um, Leper had been let go as coach um, and Fagan, and David Noble had come across from Adelaide as a general manager. They're pretty smooth operators, so they sort of got, got some good programs in place and really, I suppose, set some pretty good standards. Um, and then, obviously, we were able to draft pretty well um, throughout that time, which obviously helps. And I think they're just seeing the benefits of that now. So they'll they'll go ahead and probably have another good year, I, I assume.
0: And last year was obviously a successful one for the club. You were starved of opportunities at times. But how amazing was it to be a part of that rise up the ladder?
1: Yeah, oh, it was it was great to um to watch the boys especially make it to finals. Uh I only notched up the five games myself. Um but yeah, I, I was couldn't be happy for the boys. We got a lot of great mates up there and um at the same time we were we were able to go undefeated in the NIFL and win the grand final um that year. So you know there were definitely a few positives to take take away from the year that's for sure
0: and you touch on the neapul what's that standard like compared to a vfl
1: um i don't i don't think it's quite as strong the the league itself as vfl um but yeah we ha- we had a very strong side i think we would have done done very well against the vfl side that's for sure the team we had we were pretty healthy um but yeah i think the standard's definitely below vfl but um, yeah, it's, it's still what you make of it, I suppose, and how you play the game.
2: Yeah. You were traded to Sydney in last year's trade period. What brought this about? Was it um, to seek more AFL opportunities, or?
1: Yeah. So so how it sort of come about was um, you have your exit meeting. So after the last game of the year, you'll come in midway through the meet uh, through the week, um, speak to the coaches, and sort of just see where you're at. They'll tell you where they sort of see things happening. Um, and then from there, I just worked closely with my manager. I actually went away overseas to America, to the States. And pretty much all, all that got taken care of by Scotty Lucas, my manager. So I actually met with Sydney before I left down in Melbourne. And they they threw a really good pitch to me. Um, I met with Horse and Charlie Gardner, who's the um, GM there at the Swans. So... I was really impressed with what they were able to say and where they saw me fitting in. Um, and yeah, it's been been a great move so far for, for my football, that's for sure.
0: And going to a new club in a different state, again away from your home state, were you nervous at all? And how were your initial months at the club?
1: Yeah, look, I was, I was pretty nervous. You sort of feel like a young kid going in again. You sort of got to meet new faces and, and do all that stuff again. You're not quite settled as you might. Well, as I was in Brisbane, you know, so, um, but yeah, you get used to that. And the guys are, yeah, the guys are rippers here, so I can't really complain. Um, They've been fantastic. But yeah, I was pretty nervous going in day one. Um, I'd just gotten off the plane pretty much from America and had to do a 2K, uh, but that wasn't great. But um, (laughs) yeah, no, boys and everyone at the club's spot on, so it's really good.
2: And who are some of the players who you've played with and against that you admire? I imagine. Being on the same team as someone like Buddy Franklin would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, he was flying early on too until he was injured. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to strapping up the boots with him at some stage. Hopefully, he can get back throughout the year. would be nice. Um, But, yeah, I played with Hodgie last year. Um, I got to play with Jonathan Brown my first year for 10 games. So, that was was pretty cool as well. so, yeah, a few of these names are, I suppose, something I can take with me after I'm finished and say I played with. So, they're, they're ripping, ripping guys.
0: And you made your Swans debut in round one this year in your win over the Crows. Despite the unusual circumstances, how special is this? Yeah,
1: no, nah, I was a ripper. Um, close game over at Adelaide Oval. It would have been cool to have a crowd there. You know, that would have been probably, it would have been 50,000 people there if there were crowds round one. Uh, but yeah, nah, it, was, it was a great feeling, good to get the win um, and sing the song. I was sort of just mumbling the words, to be honest, I don't, I don't know the song. But um, yeah, a special moment to be able to get, get the Gatorade chair and, and hopefully we can have a few more. Starting, starting this week against North would be nice.
2: How did you manage the whole isolation period, both from a training point of view and just in general? And what kind of things kept you entertained?
1: Uh, it was a bit, bit different. Um, the COVID sort of break, but I was able to get home and spend a month with my family. So over the last seven years, I haven't haven't been able to do that at this period of the year. So that was pretty good. <clears throat> I helped the younger brother with a bit of school stuff, um, but yeah, we had to we had to sort of train and keep pretty fit anyway because we knew we were just waiting for a call to get back and get stuck into it. So. It wasn't, wasn't a total rest. Still had to train and keep up the fitness so that you could hit the ground running when they, when they wanted you to. But, um, yeah, I was able to spend that time with the family, which was, which was spot on. So it was good.
0: And obviously, round two on Sunday afternoon, you're very narrow loss to the Bombers. How do you see that game? And where do you see the Swans going this year?
1: Yeah, a um, little bit disappointing from our end. I mean, we didn't play, play as well as we would have liked. And we only got done by I think six points or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, we've we've had a bit of a, a bit of a look at where we went wrong and some things we can get right for this week. But I think I think this year, um, I think we I think we can go alright. Hopefully, um, the boys are all pretty confident and, and fit and firing, and ready to go. We're reasonably healthy as well, which makes makes a big difference. Um, so yeah, we're going out there each week thinking that we can win every game with the game plan and guys we've got out there. So, we're looking forward to it. It's just about, you know, winning those close ones and sort of playing our best footy as long as we can. So, that's probably the most important thing. And you
0: kicked a nice goal from the boundary. You would have been happy about that one?
1: Yeah, it sort of just flung out the back to me. Um, and, yeah, just whacked it on the boot and went through. So, I was, yeah, I was happy with that. I was able to kick the first goal for the club, which was good to get that out of the way. Um, Definitely. So yeah, nag a few more this week if
2: you're all right. And a good friend of ours, and previous guests on the show, Mick Close. Um, I assume he's some someone you would have spent a bit of time with up at Brisbane. What are your memories of Mick?
1: Yeah, Closey's an absolute ripper. Um, yeah, so I got there the year after he was drafted. I've done a bit of travelling with Closey over to the states, um, and yeah, I'm really good mates with him. A lot of great memories. He's a uh, he's a ripper, funny fella. Um, yep. Yeah. I- we looking forward to catching up with him as soon as I can for a beer. But um, yeah, he's a great, great bloke.
0: Do you find there's something, like at Brisbane, there's a lot of country um, blokes being drafted. Do you think there's something in that?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the recruiters do. I suppose they look into it. Um, I suppose they they drafted me and Diz, which we knew each other really well. And then they went along and, and drafted um, <clears throat> Jared and Huey, which are great mates. It seems to work pretty well because you go up there and, you know, if you've got, got a close mate that you can relate to and, and get settled in, it really helps you want to stay there for one. And, um, and it, it just makes it a bit easier to transition. So um, it's definitely a bonus. And you can't go wrong with country boys, I don't reckon. They're always usually pretty good fellas. Um, so, yeah, it's probably it's the safe
0: option.
2: Absolutely. And Lockie Neal... Obviously, got traded to the Lions last year. Um, from your time there, did you notice an impact that he had on the club?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much straight away. He, he obviously brought some stuff over from Freo that um, he'd been there for that sort of period of time that he could bring some knowledge over. Uh, and, yeah, he's just a, he's just a jet. Loves, loves getting the ball, absolute ball magnet. And he's going to be, yeah, he's just great for the, the midfielders there at Brisbane at the moment because there's a few young guys coming through. Um, so, yeah, I'll be backing him in to maybe take the brown though out this year if he gets a good run at it. So, um, no, nah, he's a ripping bloke as well. So, all the best to him.
0: Well, Louis, that's all we've got for you. We really appreciate your time and we wish you the best of luck for this round of the Swans and the rest of your career. Now, nah, I appreciate it, boys. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Thank you. That wraps us up for another episode of the podcast. We'd like to say a massive thanks to Ollie Mankey for helping us get Louie on the show. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for some more episodes.